is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick with Derek Devine. We got a bunch to talk about uh, NFL draft. We got some NBA stuff, some transfers on the basketball side. Before that, though, Derek, I got to get some advice from you yeah. as a runner, if you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know I got my half marathon coming up. Yeah. It's on Saturday. Ooh. Did you know that? I didn't know that it was coming that soon. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm surprised you even have time to record this. Well, okay. So the reason I have time is because I hurt myself. Oh. On Saturday, this past Saturday, I go for a four-mile run. About halfway through, I can feel, I I can feel it in in like my lower calf into my Achilles area. But it's nothing egregious, you know. It's like okay, whatever. Um, I get done, and it doesn't go away. And then it it hurts the next day too. And I rest it, and yesterday, it feels fine. So I was like, let me go on a run. I was going to do three to four miles. I got a half mile in, started hurting again. It's not the kind of pain that's, like, unbearable that made me stop. But at this point, like, it's not the time to be pushing through even minor stuff. So now I feel like I've I've just completely lost my last week of training. And... I mean, there's no guarantee that this is like better by Saturday when I got to run 13 miles. What do what do I do? Yeah, rest as much as you can. You know, you got to go with uh, the old rice treatment. Uh, Definitely elevate it. Get some ice on it. You know, rest. What's the E, man? What's the E in rice? Elevate. C. Man, I didn't know that was an acronym. I thought you were talking about putting some rice on my cat. Hey, you know, rice. Rice is a. Let's see, rest, ice, like, you know a lot elevation. Oh, compression. See, compression. Okay. You know, so I don't know if you've got like a wrap or like a leg sleeve or an arm sleeve you could put on your leg. A little no, bit of athletic tape. I don't think so. Um, yeah, man, that's uh brings back some uh, some sour memories. You know, my my running college running career ended because of injury. Um, but I can tell you that you'll know when you can't go. And if you're a half mile in, you know, and you can't go, the right thing to do is to stop. So I think you're you're on but track. But not on race day. Not on race day. On race day, you're gonna try to push. They're through gonna it. have to scrape me off of the pavement. You're you're gonna finish. But yeah, I, I'd say if your if your body can can rest, uh, again, rice, man. That's rest, ice, compression, and elevation. You do those four things, uh, you'll be in the best shape you can be, uh, for. For Saturday, and you know, if you have a, you know, a local, uh, you know, gas station nearby, you want to ba- go ba- buy a, like four bags of ice, dump them in the tub, uh, take a little ice bath, helps with the inflammation. Uh, wow, get yourself. Prepared. I actually live by a gas station. Hey, it, bags of ice. You know, that's one thing that hasn't gone up in price. So, go get yourself okay. some bags of ice and, uh, yeah, put them in the ice bath. Get yourself in the ice okay. bath. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. I might do that. Uh, we'll get on to the, to the real stuff here. NFL draft. Uh, I'll just run through these, all the selections for Michigan. Aiden Hutchinson, second overall to the Lions. Daxton Hill, 31st overall to the Bengals. David Ajabo in the second round to the Ravens. Hassan Haskins went in the fourth round to the Titans. And Andrew Stuber went in the seventh round to the Patriots. Overall, what'd you think? 
So when you read those names, uh, I think it makes me feel like that's not a ton of selections. And I remember looking back through it thinking like, man, that's not a lot. But, you know, you got to remember, um, you know, the, the big components on the defense were the three guys who were drafted. You know, we knew we were going to lose, uh, you know, a couple of linemen, you know, running back and Hassan Haskins. But, you know, the first thing that I was reminded of is how much offensive talent comes back uh, in the fall. Uh, and, you know, the guys who were selected, uh, you know, I don't think it's a surprise. I think they all have found themselves uh, in actually good positions. You know, uh, Daxon Hill going in the first round, I think is awesome for him. Obviously landing on a team that got hot last year in the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, David Ajabo, uh, you know, nothing cooler than uh, going and playing for the, the defensive coordinator that really gave you an opportunity. Uh, Son Haskins uh, playing behind Derrick Henry. Uh, saw a That's couple unfair. of yeah, saw a couple of tweets of like a you know just a train steaming through a, <laughs> like oh you get a break from Derrick Henry you know who comes in next rookie Hassan Haskins who's been bulldozing <laughs> you and will jump over you <clears throat> uh, Andrew Stuber you know I think anytime you land on the New England Patriots uh, probably in good hands at least while Bill Belichick is around and then purposely saved the second pick uh, as a Detroit Lions fan very happy that Aiden Hutchinson was available at number two I think he's going to fit. But Dan Campbell's doing there well. Uh, I don't know how well the Lions will do. I'd expect them to be, you know, top five, top ten pick next year. Maybe get a quarterback that they need uh, of the future. But I think Aiden Hutchinson is in, in a good environment, gets to play in his hometown. Uh, and, you know, obviously Michigan Lions fans are happy. Uh, gives them someone to cheer about, uh, cheer for uh, a team that they care about. So, yeah, you know, I don't think any surprises. Uh, I think that the guys that were drafted uh, uh, were, were pretty much the guys I thought that would. And then there's plenty of other guys, too, that have obviously gotten picked up and will have chances to, to yeah. prove themselves. And so that's always good to see uh, people have opportunities to make careers yeah. to the undrafted free agent realm as well. So describe the Dan Campbell thing to me as somebody who's not a Lions fan. Like, what is the appeal there? I keep seeing people call him a football guy. and Like, that's a great fit for Aiden Hutchinson, like you were saying. I, I'm an outsider. Like, I don't understand the Dan Campbell thing. You know, it's it's honestly a buzzword. Um, I'll just <laughs> consider, consider this as I say this. But I think it's really just um, honestly a culture thing. I think it's somebody who has come in and tried to focus on being a player's coach maybe more than guys before. Uh, you've had former coaches, co head coaches come in and, and just not succeed. You know, Matt Stafford went through plenty of coaches. Uh, you had a Matt Patricia come in who was you know, supposed to be the whiz kid under Bill Belichick, who I guess was just nasty within the organization uh, and just, you know, a terrible divorce there when, when that uh, firing took place. So. I think what a lot of people talk about is, is this is a guy who cares about football, cares about football players, wants to do things the right way, you know, paired with, with Brad Holmes. Uh, and, and I think that that's kind of where um, people are kind of locked in, at least on, you know, this is not a team that you expect to win, you know, more than six, seven games this year, uh, but a team that seems to be building the right way. Uh, whereas in the past, I think they just tried to, you know, almost build in a way around a Matthew Stafford, who obviously went on to, to do nothing other than win a Super Bowl as soon as he got out of Detroit. Uh, yeah. You know, he went where there was talent, you know, as a very talented quarterback. So, yeah, I think they, they drafted guys that, uh, for them, uh, fit what they're trying to do. 
And so I think, you know, like you mentioned, Aiden Hutchinson's the perfect culture fit. Uh, that's exactly who he was at Michigan uh, under Jim Harbaugh, and I think that he'll be a big asset to what they're doing and what they're building in Detroit. And again, just cool for him to, to be able to play at home. I know it's obviously him and his family were really excited about that. So, yeah, I mean, is he going to win a ton of football games in year one, year two? You know, probably not. May not ever year win five, a ton of football. Six. Yeah, might not ever win a bunch of football games. But at least with where they have the thing going, uh, they're right where they want to be with this hire for a new head coach. Uh, and Aiden Hutchinson gets to be, a, you know, either a part of something special uh, or, you know, just a part of a classic Detroit Lions program that, you know, doesn't change year to year. Okay, well, yeah, I guess that's always a possibility. But I feel like I understand it now, finally. I see this stuff on Twitter, and I'm like, I, I just don't get it. I'll let you have it, though, whatever. Um, on the NBA side, Michigan basketball side, I mean, we thought we were kind of uh, out of the woods with the with the drama, you know, like waiting on draft decisions. And then here comes Frankie Collins busting through that fence. He's going to transfer, or at least put his name at the transfer portal. I mean, nobody saw this coming right like the, we never talked about this as a possibility i never thought of it as a possibility it was like frankie collins i mean the guy who like at times held michigan together uh not just late in this season but in the ncaa tournament to see him you know make his exit apparently like that that just really that really hit and i was like dang you know i felt like i really had a trust there like Michigan was going to be okay uh, uh, through you know two straight seasons of grad transfer point guard play like it was going to be uh, a stable guy in there and, and Frankie Collins but looks like that won't be the case what do you think when you saw that yeah, I think that's surprising because it felt like he, you know, was was definitely in the running, uh, even with the Jalen Llewellyn addition to be starting point guard. Um, and I think for fans specifically who got a little tired of Devontae Jones early in the season but really came around to liking what Devontae Jones brought late season uh, outside of, the, you know, he, he was obviously injured and, and banged up there at the end. Uh, it gave Frankie Collins moments to shine uh so disappointing because i think you you assumed that you know juan howard's got his you know top tier point guard uh playing behind a a senior guard a grad guard learning uh showing what he has uh and then hopefully developing over the season to to improve a, a shot free throw shooting and you know a handful of other things as anyone making a freshman to sophomore leap would so for him to transfer out in the position he should have been in uh, for the 2022-2023 season is a little bit, you know, uh, surprising. But yeah. I'm trying to take an angle of, you know, that that's the reality. Uh, his his post was very much a farewell post, even though guys have a chance to return, uh, even after uh, entering the portal. Uh, that is done with, I would assume, uh, 100%. Uh, and you've got to turn to a guy like a Jalen Llewellyn coming in from Princeton who, you know, kind of a combo guard, but, you know, likely looking to take his game to the next level as a point guard, uh, 6'2", uh, to hopefully, you know, impress a couple of people to, to get, uh, you know, some money in the future uh, playing professionally. So if you look at what Jalen Llewellyn could bring in uh, compared to what we lose in Frankie Collins and, you know, the maybe the ceiling we thought Frankie Collins had. 
Um, I don't want to call it an upgrade. I think that'd be disrespectful to what Frankie Collins is probably likely to achieve no matter where he ends up. Uh, but someone that's played a little bit more basketball, a little bit more proven. Uh, and it's not like the Ivy League is a, is a run-through league. Uh, you know, there are teams, you know, all over college basketball right now, no matter how big the school is, that have great basketball players. We were talking pre-show about just the amount of teams like mid-majors that end up being a team full of transfers and make the NCAA tournament. So, you know, here's, a, here's another grad guard coming in. Uh, literally can't play in the Ivy League as a grad. Uh, committed to Clemson. You know, comes in to, to probably play the, the starting point guard role. Uh, and is maybe a mix of a Frankie Collins and Eli Brooks. Uh, and a guy really good in the pick and roll, uh, which obviously with a 7-1 Hunter Dickinson, you know, potential All-American, maybe even player of the year caliber uh, player coming back. You know, you're in, you're in good hands. But to see Frankie go, man, that's sad. And and what I look at is we'll talk about the other guys too. You know, Frankie Collins and, and Musa Diabate probably had some of my favorite moments uh, in the 21-22 season where, you know, young freshmen who, who seemed to have a long way to go in a lot of ways – uh, but, you know, could be exciting playmakers. Uh, and and the, the reality is that, you know, Musa Diabate could keep his name in the draft being invited to, to participate in the combine just because of his raw athleticism. So, yeah, two of my favorite players from last year's squad. Um, you know, probably more likely <laughs> not to be around, and, and that's college basketball today. You got guys transferring it in, sure transferring is. out, going to the NBA. Uh, it just is a little bit more unsettling when you don't expect a Frankie Collins to bounce and you didn't see a lot from Musa Diabate to assume that he'd be a goner. But hey, you know they're gonna fill they're gonna fill roster spots uh, the best they can. Uh, if two guys come back, it's full. If if two guys, Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate go, uh, there's a couple of spots to fill. But you know I think where the team's at now, uh, you'll see a lot of different starters if, if those two guys stay in the NBA waters. Uh, but yeah, I mean it is what it is. I, I have trust that. Juwan Howard around a centerpiece and Hunter Dickinson can find a way to put something together. I think the the way to look at this rather than the singular talent of Frankie Collins versus Jalen Llewellyn is the fact that Michigan now, as, you know, as of this moment, like doesn't have good guard depth, and that's that's been an issue. Um, it it poked its head, you know. Uh, What's the saying? Reared its head. Why did I say poke? I don't know. Uh, reared its head a couple times last season. Like, like it just, it comes up, and, and it looked like Michigan was going to finally be in that good spot with guard depth, and now they're not going to be. Uh, this is according to M Live. I was just reading this. Uh, Phil Martelli talked to, to M Live um, and was saying that Frankie Collins' family would you know check in uh, when when Michigan got involved with other other point guards, you know, just wondering how all of those potential additions might affect Frankie Collins, and uh, so that kind of thing. I mean, you you don't usually I don't think hear that like directly from coaches, but it's sort of understood that um, I mean this isn't. It seems like it's hardly ever you know the player uh, you know by himself saying this is what I want to do, and then he goes and does it. Um, I mean, this this is a it's a family business, as they say, yeah. college athletics, and and so uh, it, 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 you can infer maybe that that they looked at the situation and and uh, thought maybe that that Michigan wasn't um, giving him the, the the due opportunity 
to run the show or you know something along those lines but he seems to have left on good terms i mean you, you mentioned the the social media stuff i mean um he he, he didn't in my opinion you know leave uh and and you know dog michigan or or any players or coaches or anything like that so yeah, i mean in I, fact he's ass- he's hyped up a guy like isaiah yeah uh, stewart uh you know yeah. this guy's gonna be a killer or whatever he said you know i think the martelli thing's an excellent th- thing to bring up you know uh he even mentioned that when when uh you know they had that conversation that he knew that Juwan howard uh it wasn't going to be an easy conversation and then also said you know they want to have good players in the gym and there's going to be competition and right. I don't fault anyone, you know, especially with NIL and opportunities uh, for making these decisions, especially the ones that seem to be more of family decisions these days. And I don't really fault, you know, the, that family for, for asking about the roster. You know, we see, we've seen that for years now before NIL with, with quarterbacks. You know, there's a reason that Justin Fields ends up at, at Ohio State. Uh, you know, he didn't want to play behind anyone at Georgia. Uh, and, and I, you know, I think that at the point guard position, you know, Frankie Collins came in hoping to be starter day one. You know, he had enough recognition coming out of high school uh, and enough buzz that he, he probably confidently thought he was going to be a, a day one starter. And, and Juwan Howard brought in Devontae Jones. Uh, and because for a second year in a row, uh, and, and it did end up proving itself to be a, a good addition. And it's unfortunate, again, that Devontae Jones ended up banged up at the end of the season. But, you know, he had seen success with Mike Smith. Maybe we were in a situation where you needed to have that point guard. But, you know, I, I trust Juwan Howard. You know, it's, it's just like the same thing with with Jim Harbaugh and some of the decisions he makes with the quarterback. I think a lot of people wanted him to play J.J. all the time last year. I think he made a great business decision to have Cade McNamara lead that team to a Big Ten championship. He was playing mistake-free football for most of his most of the season. And so, you know, Devontae Jones is a stable presence. Jalen Llewellyn can probably bring in a stable presence, probably with a higher ceiling than Devontae Jones. Uh, and, you know, I saw it more as a two-guard addition. You know, you have an Eli Brooks who could handle the ball and play point, but maybe was more uh, of, a, of a positive player off the ball. Uh, I didn't see this as a direct, like, oh, no, there goes Frankie's starting spot. I saw this as, hey, this is a good, good guy, you know, at that grad uh, level who can be a good addition maybe in the starting lineup as a two. Um, you know, I think a lot of people talk about Jet Howard coming in, uh, being the better of the Howard brothers and, and likely to start uh, at the two or three. You know, he doesn't need to start if you have a you know an experienced grab. But Juwan Howard seems to, you know, not only like competition as he should, but he seems to think that somebody with a little bit more experience at that field general position, the quarterback of basketball, is the route he wants to go. And if that's what he thinks is best for his squad and his team, I'm not going to doubt him. They found a way, you know, with help from Frankie Collins because he had a whole season to develop, they found a way into the NCAA tournament because of Devontae Jones and then with good point guard play, you know, into the Sweet 16 again. So tough to see him go again, one of my favorite players on the squad and one of the guys I was most looking forward to seeing. But, hey, you know, it's it's uh, next man in. Uh, and in this case, you know, now Jalen Llewellyn uh, can focus on being that starting point guard unless we hear uh, of, of a transfer otherwise. Yeah. And so speaking of, uh, you know, those those two uh, draft decisions that we're, we're going to wait on still for a while uh, between Musa Diabate and Caleb Houston, knowing what we know about the current roster, do you have a preference there? I mean, I know 
you said Musa Diabate is, you know, he was one of your two favorite players last season, and I'm sure that was a popular pick. But considering the roster, do you have a preference there between the two of them if, if only one of them were to come back? I'm going to go with Caleb Houston, and I, I'd pick Caleb Houston, you know, probably in any situation because of his shooting ability. Uh, I, I think that Musa Diabate's ceiling is higher, but as I think we talked about last week, uh, I, I don't know that, you know, what happened on the floor with him and uh, Hunter Dickinson out there always was good for Michigan. Uh, there were times where they played the three power forward lineup where it felt like nobody was a shooter. Uh, and what we do know is Caleb Houston is a shooter, uh, just needs to be a little bit more consistent, a little less streaky and, and you know, have a more well-rounded game as a, a guy that was really young last season. Whereas Musa Diabate could go on and be an incredible NBA player because of his raw talent, but, you know, likely to be more of the same player he was, maybe just a little bit more consistently. So I think, you know, Musa Diabate is more attractive to NBA scouts. That's why he's in the combine. Uh, I probably expect Caleb Houston to come back at this at this time. I think there's a great spot for him in the starting lineup. I think he will pair well with a Jalen Llewellyn, who's a pick-and-roll pro, a Hunter Dickinson, who's going to be all things as a 7-1 guy. Uh, I think that leaves space for, you know, shooters like Caleb Houston uh, and hopefully some others to, to find um, great positions on this team. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prefer Caleb Houston and also predict that uh, he does uh, rejoin. And I think Musa Diabate is all but gone at this point. Okay, interesting. Um, you know, Derek, I think this is probably the longest we've gone without talking about uh, quarterback stuff. That's, you know, I <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier this week, not even like podcasts like talking about it, I, thinking about it. You know, I feel This is true. I feel like, you know, we were <laughs> well too. into to thinking about JJ McCarthy in May of of 2021. Oh yeah. Um and, you know, that's still a conversation that, oh, man, I'd love to have that anytime. But, uh, you know, with some of the the, the attrition and the, the NBA attraction, it's uh, and the transfers and the NIL and, and all that. And it's, you know, we have other things to, to talk about, which, you know, maybe make a little bit more sense. You know, with the NFL draft happening, uh, now we prepare for the NBA draft. And this is a big time for, you know, the transfer deadline just happened or whatever. Or the to get into the portal on May first, and uh, you've got a you know the June first NBA withdrawal, uh, NBA draft withdrawal deadline. So yeah, it's it's nice to have other things to talk about. So it's not just regurgitated regurgitated content uh, each week because we just want to argue about who should be the starting quarterback. We, I mean, we will do that. Oh, we will do that a lot. We probably have at least ten episodes between now and fall for that. But hey, in, in the meantime, I guess thanks, <laughs> Frankie, for. You know, Thank sad you. to see yeah. it go, but thanks for giving us something to talk about on a Wednesday evening. I mean, yeah, you talked about coming in clutch because it was going to be only NFL draft stuff. I mean, it, we were – And then we that were, just veers into quarterback talk. Yeah, we would have talked about quarterbacks probably for 20 of the, the 30 minutes because we would have run, run out of draft <laughs> things to talk about. You know, I thought earlier this week, like, man, we have nothing to talk about. And then Frankie Collins is like, hey, I'll give you something to talk about. Hell, yeah. Appreciate you. Um so I'm going to I'm going to try the ice bath I think. I like it. That's smart. I mean, smart choice. And the throughout this show like I was just thinking like I should do that. I should do something. Mm-hmm. You should. So take care, yeah. take care of the body, you know, you you've got an important race coming up. Uh take care of the body, you know, go get yourself some of those uh 
you know, little uh, energy gel things, and, you know, the, the the running safe ones, maybe the, maybe the Gatorade ones, if you can find them, those are my favorite. I've got some. Get yourself some electrolytes, you know, get get yourself, uh, you know, get all the pre-race things. Have a nice carb meal a night or two before uh, with plenty of time for it to digest, obviously. Uh, you, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. All right. I appreciate it. I'm excited um, to follow up on this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, if, if we're not back next week, uh, there's a chance I'm still recovering in the hospital, uh, and in which case, I can't imagine I would stay longer than a week, so I would probably be back then the week after that. Um, but if all goes well, yeah, I'll come back next week, and, and I'll give you the play-by-play. Um, maybe I'll do it. You know what, never mind. I was about to sign myself up for something that I don't want to do. That's going to be like a vlog style. I don't want to do that. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the rundown, though, of how, how it went down. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, take care, everybody out there, and uh, we'll see you next time. Go Blue. Go Blue.